Welcome to Rhonda NP's Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda Jolliffe, nurse practitioner, hormone expert, and menopause mentor. Balance your menopause experience with natural solutions and regain control to live the life you love. Let's get started. Welcome to the Menopause Guide Podcast. This is episode number 004. Hi, I am your co-host, Chris Doctor, and I will be joined in just a minute by Rhonda Jolliffe. Hey, if this is your first time listening, we are so glad that you're here and you can hang out with us today. We produce this podcast every week, and you will be able to find any resources we mention, as well as our show notes at our website, rondanp.com. Our episode today is called The Stages of Menopause. So just a quick preview of this episode and what we will cover. The definitions of each phase of menopause and some of the associated symptoms. And there are many factors and nuances along the way, and we will get into those. We look at the role of birth control pills and their effect on menopause. Looking at surgical menopause, so when that happens and what the effects are, just a real quick peek, surgical menopause typically occurs for women who are dealing with cancer or specifically breast cancer, and it is really a drastic change and pretty difficult. We will also discuss how modern menopause is really not your mama's menopause for sure. We'll discuss some of the reasons as women today why our experience is so different than our mom's. And Rhonda's idea about menopausal leave and why it isn't really that crazy at all. And finally, we will take some time to chat about menopause's effect on our husbands and our partners and some advice for the man in your life. And with this episode, we have a free download, the three stages of menopause. And inside of this download, there's a symptom list for perimenopause. We have a quiz on our site. It's really a simple quiz. It will take you less than three minutes to complete it. And the results will be emailed to you. And in that results, you'll also get a free download of Rhonda's book, The Top 10 Solutions to Balance Hormones Naturally. So there's a lot of great information in this episode. So let's go. So today we are excited to talk about the stages of menopause. And I'm just going to full disclosure here, you guys, when I started having my own perimenopause problems and challenges and difficulties, I didn't even, first of all, know what was going on. But second of all, know that there was this vast, um, you know, deposit of information about menopause. There's so many different facets and, 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 and points to it. So today we're going to talk about the stages of menopause. So I'm going to hand it over to Rhonda, the expert here, who's going to kind of walk us through what each stage is and means as we are coming into menopause. Well, great. I, I get that question all the time. People coming and they're having some symptoms that they're like, I'm thinking my hormones are off. And so they'll come and say, am I going through menopause? So the definitions are kind of important to know, uh, but the actual symptoms can be at any point in all three of these different phases. So the first phase, you can call it premenopause. And this is the woman that is having a lot of menopausal symptoms, might be hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, these kinds of things, but her periods still are regular. Okay, so that, let me stop you there. That's the, 
I think maybe if that's happening to you, you may kind of jump to the, you know, to the end end um, scenario of something's really wrong with me because function, functionally you're still having your cycle and everything. Is that is that a common fear for women that something's really wrong with them? Absolutely, and they might only be 38 years old and thinking they're going through menopause right now. So it is this kind of a scary thing. Mm-hmm. So that that is our question. It's like, what is this? And certainly we have people go through menopause at age 38 or even earlier. We call that early menopause. Uh, there's various reasons for that um, illness and stress and things like that. But generally, the average person at age 35 may experience some what we call premenopausal symptoms that are really hormonal changes that are going on, but yet they're not enough to make your menstrual cycle start changing. So a lot of these symptoms also can are what you feel in PMS, right? Exactly. Yeah, PMS is kind of what you could almost call a premenopause, but PMS symptoms certainly start even, there's many girls that experience PMS symptoms in at high a school, young yeah. age. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, but. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, the premenopause is when you're getting kind of closer up there in your later 30s or 40s, and you're really starting to have a little bit more dynamic symptoms, hot flashes, night sweats, those kinds of things. Okay. So, you would say then um, in this. So this is still premenopause. It is premenopause, okay. and I'm glad you said that about PMS too, because the symptoms do tend to be closer to the cycle, so mm-hmm. the week before or the two weeks before. But they can be some a lot more severe symptoms than just PMS symptoms, but tend to be worse around those two weeks prior to your cycle. Okay. So then what's the next stage called? So the next stage is called perimenopause, okay. and that's the stage when your periods start to change. Okay. So you will, might have them come earlier, might have them come later. Uh, you might extend them. They might be a two-week cycle. Mm-hmm. They might be a six-week cycle. So you're having changes in your cycles, and not just changes in the actual amount of time, but the change in the flow. So you might have heavier flow or lighter flow. Now, everyone thinks, well, if you're getting towards menopause, you must start flowing lighter, and they must start extending out. And actually, the exact is more true. The exact Mm -hmm. opposite is more true. Mm -hmm. You might see heavier bleeding, and you might see closer periods. Okay, so so not fair. Yeah, it's not. Let's just say that right now. It's not not. fair. And actually, perimenopause, I think, is a worst part of the whole thing, because your periods start to change. You don't know when when you're going to cycle. Some of the symptoms can be really severe, and it's hard to regulate the symptoms because there's such a fluctuation in hormones. Your hormones are really fluctuating on an everyday basis a lot more and so it's a really a lot harder to it's hard to test and it's hard to treat so okay this is a really stupid question if i'm on birth control pills what how does that present do do you go through i mean are you getting some of these perimenopausal symptoms if you're on birth controls the shorter or longer heavier flow does it break through or that's a great <laughs> question. Actually, the birth control pill will extend menopause out for a lot of women. Oh. And the treatment, which is personally not my favor to have people on um, birth control pills for the treatment of menopause, but there's a lot of women that are staying on their birth control pill to get them through that menopausal phase, Okay, that perimenopausal phase, I should say. So to clarify then, even if you are on the pill, you your period will start kind of acting a little different it can yeah it can absolutely it may it may (laughs) and usually if you're on the birth control pill it usually gets lighter or you'll skip some 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what's going on in perimenopause with your estrogen? So in perimenopause, your estrogen is changing rapidly. Uh, it's not in a nice cycle like it normally was. It's like the ovaries are starting to fail and it's like your body's kicking in to that, you know, to help it. And so you'll get these surges of estrogen and your progesterone has started declining right around age 32 to 35. So by the time you're in your mid 40s, your progesterone already is low, but your estrogen is staying the same, but you'll have these major fluctuations. And perimenopause can last up to 10 years long. So I might have a 42-year-old woman saying, I'm going through menopause, and I'm saying, well, back back down here, it might be a few years. <laughs> You're in perimenopause, but it can last a long time. So that that's kind of the thing that's discouraging for women. So then let's say, okay, this perimenopause phase, so really what is menopause? So I never look at menopause as that there is a one definition of menopause. It really is the phases of menopause. So perimenopause, like I say, can last up to 10 years. So most women think of menopause as what we describe as postmenopause. Okay. And really postmenopause isn't until you haven't had a cycle for one year. That's the definition. And honestly, the symptoms actually, once you quit your cycles, the symptoms actually improve. It's almost more in the perimenopause that they're worse. So menopause really is an umbrella term for all these stages. It is. It's an umbrella term. Okay. I don't know if I like this umbrella. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. So what's the average age of onset, um, you know, really for, for perimenopause? So the average age usually for perimenopause is in the mid-40s, okay. mid-40s to upper-40s. When we say average, that means there's younger and mm -hmm. there's older. Mm -hmm. So that is an average, and the average age of postmenopause is 51, and that is that you haven't had a cycle. So you can pretty much bet that about age 50, that's the average age of stopping to have cycles. Okay. So let me just ask you, in the thousands of women that you've treated during your um, your career so far, you know, do you have some late, I mean, I'm pregnancy concerns of women in their 40s. Absolutely. Yeah, in 50s too. Oh, I mean, man. I think I the I've had a 59-year-old that still had regular cycles. Oh my gosh. And I've had a 30 29-year-old go through menopause. So those are obviously the major outliers mm -hmm. of when we look at statistics. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I my poor little 59-year-old comes every year and it's like, I still have my periods. And it's like, okay, well, we'll oh deal with that then. Oh so that is, you know, and then again, the young ones, you know, and it is a really big health concern when a woman of 29 or 30 goes through menopause early uh, because there's a lot of health issues involved around that. So let's talk a little bit about an unnatural menopause when would that happen you know in like say breast cancer treatments or something so what when are people th women thrown into menopause really unnaturally oh sure well surgical menopause is we call it surgical menopause and that is when they've had their ovaries removed now that might be for various reasons but cancer being the number one. Mm -hmm. uh, some women do have a hysterectomy mm -hmm. where they'll just have their uterus taken out, but their ovaries remain intact. They still have ovarian function, so they still have hormones. But they tend to go through menopause one to two years earlier than they would have had they kept their uterus. Um, but 
breast cancer in particular, there's a lot of, you know, there's kind of the big push when women get breast cancer to take out your ovaries. And that is a whole dynamic in itself that really there needs to be education on that and what that entails when they do take those ovaries because it does change your body drastically. It's like you have hormones one day and you have none the next. So it's not this gradual progression like in natural menopause where your progesterone declines at age 35 and then your estrogen starts declining. It's this over years, it's this natural progression. It happens within a day. So it can be a really difficult thing on a woman's body and it's one of the hardest things I feel for women in breast cancer. So just to explain a little bit more for people that aren't familiar with this is called an oophorectomy. I mean why would an oophorectomy be performed? Oophorectomy would be performed preventatively mm -hmm. if they did have breast cancer because they might have the genetics for um, ovarian cancer too and so if they're at a high risk for ovarian cancer as well. So we call it prophylactically and that is what What's her name in the news? Why am I blank on her Angelina. name? Angelina. Oh, Angie. That's she's what, in the news for yeah. other stuff now, too, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Yeah, she is. She's <laughs> in the news. Uh, that's that's what she had done. She yeah. had prophylactic oophorectomy. And since her, uh, since she came out, it was interesting. The prophylactic oophorectomies went up extremely. I mean, the numbers went up a lot. You know, the other thing I should mention with the breast cancer women also, they're put on medication that actually deplete their estrogen. So they're taking their estrogens out and that does put them in menopause as well. So they don't have any estrogen, circulating estrogen. So those medications, your tamoxifen and those things. So I think now, you know, we're in um, 2016, this, this, this age, it, you know, things are so different than say 40, 50 years ago. I mean, what, you know, and, and some of the stressors, can you talk a little bit about, you know, I think, you know, just I'm 51 and my mom never talked about this stuff. I mean, like ever. But part of it, I think, is maybe they went through a different experience than we went through. I mean, they had different stressors um, because of, of, you know, lifestyle. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, if you look at if you look at generationally women uh, tend to years ago, let's say 60 years ago, they had their children at a younger age. And so most of their kids were actually gone from the home when they went through menopause. Like my mom, I was gone. So mm -hmm. I never was living with her when she went through all that. And that was very typical of many. Now uh, women are having babies at a younger age. And so their kids may still be in the house and at home, which brings on a whole new dynamic mm -hmm. of especially if you have a teenage girl that's going through puberty and you're going through menopause and that poor husband is like, whoa, okay, we've got a couple couple hormonal things going on in this household. So that's a huge change in itself. But also women's stressors when you're raising high school kids and their activities and all of that, they have a lot more stress involved when they're going through menopause. So that whole dynamic as well now I think is a lot more... The other thing is women didn't work back then, you know, so they didn't have a job so they could rest. Now women, we have to keep up. It doesn't matter if you're 50 years old. We have to keep up the same that we did in our 20s and 30s and 40s in our um in our menopausal years. And so I'd like to make a movement. I'm going to say this for the first time out loud. Uh we have we have maternity leaves. I think we need menopausal leaves. Oh my God, I'll <laughs> sign up for that. <laughs> so I said it out loud. I've been saying it kind of under my breath and actually to a few people, but now it's it's recorded. <laughs> you know, 
It's funny, um, just talking about menopause and, and the effect on our, our poor husbands and partners. I mean, I think that uh, there's so much that we don't talk about, and it's just, they don't, we don't understand what's going mm-hmm. on, and they sure as hell don't know what's going on. And I, can you talk about a little, really quickly, you know, you treat a lot of husbands in your practice yeah. who come in just seeking help, and they're desperate because their wife has been snatched up, and they don't know who's there anymore. <laughs> can you know. talk about what you talk to? these um, darling husbands about and partners? Well, when I joked about that menopausal leave, actually, I'm kind of serious because if we could take two or three months and just rest, our hormonal system would heal itself because we'd heal our adrenals. So I kind of joke about it, but I'm kind of going to get on this movement um, that I think it should be accepted. It should be an accepted thing in, um, in our society today but we'll see how that goes um anyway yeah with the men it's really interesting when i started this whole uh process of our website and educating uh women in menopause my husband jumped on it right away and he says where's the section on men because you need that and i said okay yeah that's going to be on our list of things to do well our menopause our website has been up for a couple months and my husband's like where's the menu for the men and I'm like well we haven't gotten to it yet but we're certainly going to go there because it is a really really important thing my husband always jokes when someone says oh she's in menopause he goes I'm in menopause because he feels he's in menopause because he's dealing with my issues so uh, I do have women that it's a real struggle on the marriage Mm -hmm. if the man doesn't understand it and so you're really lucky if your husband takes it upon himself to learn a little bit about it not everybody does that and so I have had men come in and I need to explain to them here's what's going on with her and I teach them exactly about the hormonal shifts and what that means and how that can affect their body and the symptoms that they have and that you need to be more patient you need to help her through this you know maybe pick up a little bit maybe do the dishes a little bit more often because she's tired. If if a woman is working, by the end of the day, you're exhausted if you're going through menopause because your hormones are your energy source. Uh, and so you're exhausted and you need a little bit more help through this time. Um, and things can really improve if you are able to recognize that and take the steps to help yourself. And your husband can be a huge part of that. That's really good advice. I know in future podcasts, we're going to be talking about the sexual challenges involved, loss of libido, um, vaginal dryness, and some of the other things that really go um, hand in hand with the loss of estrogen. So you can look forward to that in, in a future podcast. So before we wrap up, is there any last thoughts you have on the stages of menopause? Well, I think it's just important for you to be aware you know, to just really understand that this is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a gradual process in your life that you are going to go through. It's inevitable. Uh, and it's different for like everybody. Death and taxes. Like death and taxes. <laughs> it's inevitable. And just to, you know, stay positive with it, get yourself educated, use the tools that we're going to teach because it makes a huge difference on how you feel. Some real simple techniques can make a really big difference in how you feel on a day-to-day basis. Good advice. Good advice. So what we have with this episode as a free download, we have the three stages 
of menopause and inside of that is is a list of symptoms for perimenopause so that'll be something that our listeners can look at the other thing we have as a resource is on our website rondanp.com we have a, a quiz as if, if there's a cute little girl uh, we call them the vintage girls and she's on there asking the question am i in perimenopause it's a really simple quiz it will take you probably four or five minutes to take it and then the results will be emailed to you as along with another download which is our book uh, uh Rhonda's ebook the top 10 solutions to balance your hormones naturally so if you're interested to see what stage you're in go ahead and take that quiz so that's all we have for Great. you. Good. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. We really appreciate that you spend your time with us. We hope you come back often and feel free to add the Menopause Guide podcast to your favorite RSS feed, or you can subscribe directly on iTunes. You can follow us on Facebook or Rhonda on Twitter at Rhonda Jolliffe. Hey, if you like what you hear, jump on over to iTunes and give us a review so other women can find these resources when they really need them. Leaving a review is really easy. Just navigate to the top of our podcast page and you'll see ratings and reviews. Just click on write a review and take about 30 seconds and give us your thoughts. In the same place, you can also subscribe to the podcast or share on social media. Until next time. Thanks for joining the Menopause Guide podcast with Rhonda NP. You'll find the show notes and other valuable information at our website, rhondanp.com. Don't worry about this menopause thing. You've got this.